0: Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life Podcast. My name is Ollie Henderson and this is the latest episode of my Top 20 Lessons series. And today's subject is journaling. It's something I only really became aware of a couple of years ago. Um, I knew people wrote stuff down every day in a book, but I thought that was a diary. And actually, what I've learned since then is loads of different ways of journaling. Loads of purposes for it. It could be short form, it could be longer form. Um, And the people speaking about it today use it in two very different ways but both of which I thought were really interesting and notable so I thought I'd share them with you again. The first guest is Nick Whitfield, he's the chairman and founder of Panacea, a cybersecurity security business and my second guest is Andy Ayim, he's the founder of the Angel Investing School. So first of all, here's Nick.
1: I discovered a couple of practices which helped to relieve Mm -hmm. the pain. And, and and the practices basically dig into why am I in pain? are oh, there's some underlying history, and and you, we can think of it as buried trauma. And tra- trauma is a big word, and we tend to think of you know serious car accidents and uh, bereavement, which of course are traumatic. But but micro trauma exists every day. You know that that anxiety you feel when you get an email from your boss. Or you know, a breakup in a relationship, moving house, going on holiday—these are all stresses or traumas. And um, the practices I put in place were, you know, on the whole, one, trying to uncover what the trauma was and look at it. Don't don't try and ignore it. So actually, understand and express the trauma. And I did that through journaling, so writing uh, what <laughs> writing about things I thought I had buried, upset, anxiety, humiliation anger resentment any kind of negative emotion about and that was that was the main thrust of it and the other was um, paying attention to my body so the trauma actually expresses in the body so instead of trying to avoid the pain or be angry at the pain it's like well feel it and look at it and say why are you there what's going on how does that feel um it it feels like you're scared of something there's nothing to be scared of anymore you know we're not we're not being chased by a bear. Um, And it was amazingly quick, actually. So after five years of medical treatments, which ranged from, you know, on the one hand, seeing chiropractors and osteopaths and physiotherapists um, to consuming up to 26 or so tablets a day of different varieties through to having injections directly into my my spine. You know, I had five years of those practices. And actually, once I put in, in place the journaling and body scan meditations... Um, within a month, ninety percent of the pain had gone, wow. and this is—it's <laughs> difficult to explain what it's like. Anyone that has given up smoking has a sense of this. Is was like, wow! I was in this. I was in. I built a prison for myself and realized that I had the key in my hand. <laughs> right? Mm. Um, it, it was like being just just liberated. It was like wow! All those thoughts I had about things I was never going to be able to do in the future because we we kind of have this sense that if our health. If we have a health problem, then that will just deteriorate. You know, especially when we get older, it's just going to get worse. And the truth is, it doesn't have to be like that. So some really interesting thoughts
0: there from Nick. I've also suffered from back pain over the years, as you'd hear if you listen to the original episode. So I found his story pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, I think this it makes a lot of sense when you when you think about it. It's particularly the idea of expunging your thoughts. So next up's Andy Ayan. I'm a massive journaler. I actually call my
2: journal a tracker and it's, it's okay. digital. Yeah, yeah. And, and I literally tag like things to do with like emotions or family or, or work and business or community. And I've been doing it for about seven years. So every six months I look back and I connect the dots in what I'm experiencing and I learn my biggest leaps in learning from doing that.
0: Yeah. So brilliant. when
2: when I'm hearing you doing that, I'm like, oh, I can totally relate. I literally released a medium post about my tracker about three years ago. Funny enough, so I'll oh, okay. send it to you after.
0: Yeah. Do you just do that on a spreadsheet, or have you, do you use a? Uh, I an use app Notion. I
2: use an app called Notion, but it's basically like a yeah. spreadsheet, like a table but it looks a lot yeah. prettier than using Excel to do it, which would be a bit dull. So I always attach yeah, yeah. stuff. Like I would attach like a picture of this podcast maybe and write a blurb about it. Or like if someone sends me something on WhatsApp, I might screenshot it and attach it or if I take a video of my yeah. daughter, I'd attach it. So I see it as almost like an extension of my second brain or my memory. I can't rely on my memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, this is the kind <laughs> of stuff like one day, maybe my daughter will, will grow up and read through this stuff like a book, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? thats I've, I've, It's something I've done over the last couple of years as well, which is, at the very least, at the end of the day, I try to capture a highlight because it's so easy. And I've started journaling and experimenting with it. And there's times where it's just an opportunity to get your thoughts out of your head, I think I find. But... Oh, it's also on those difficult days of which there are quite there's, there's, yeah, there are a lot of challenging sure. days aren't there absolutely but I try and have a highlight because within every day there's something that you can be proud of and yeah. what I found really amazing is reflecting even at the end of the week and say oh actually I did achieve some stuff this week and there's seven there's a list of seven things that I could be proud of but actually here's the next other thing I don't know if you tried this. I've I've now started documenting something story worthy uh, within each day. So yeah, I'll give, give you an example. Like my son's, my youngest is three and he's at that stage where he can talk, but he's still working out what stuff means. right? So he just <laughs> says funny things. Yeah. And you have to <laughs> interpret what he's saying. And sometimes it's completely out of context. So I've, I've got a lot of things where I, I've, I've noticed something down. I think he's trying to say this. But it came out like this. And I I've, I've built oh, up this wow. kind of memory of stories. But what it does, I've got this sort of strange perception of time slowing down because whereas for years I felt like it's just everything's blurring, right? I've just times, okay, it all merges together. And you say, What did he do three months ago? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't got a clue. Mm. Whereas now I can pinpoint, and I guess it's the same with a journal. Mm. I, I can read it back and say, I remember that exact moment. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a greater huge. appreciation I, of
2: time, isn't it? Because of all those little micro yeah. moments that you're, you're not in, Dan.
0: Some really cool ideas there from Andy and uh, definitely check out the whole of that episode. It was really good fun. Um, It's really good fun. Now, this idea of micro journaling, as I I think about it, kind of capturing some of the key highlights of the day has become a key habit for me. Um, It's something I do every single day and I'll be writing about in my book, Work Life Flywheel, which of course you can pre-order now on Amazon. So thanks again for listening today. I'll see you again tomorrow.